Welcome to the Dribble Podcast, your weekly fix of all things Perth Wildcats and Aussie basketball. Presented by Perth Now. Hello and welcome once again to the Dribble Podcast, your inside look at all things Perth Wildcats. My name's Chris Robinson from Perth Now and the West and joining me every week... Perth Wildcats vice-captain and soon-to-be 200-game NBL player, Greg Hire. Greg, welcome. Appreciate it, mate. It's uh, yeah, very hectic week, but uh, as the same thing stays consistent, we're winning, so always nice to do that, especially uh, coming up to a milestone game, which is, which is nice. Absolutely. How has the week been with regard to the milestone game, the build-up? Has there been tributes from teammates, memories, pranks? What's the sort of team's reaction been? Nah, not not, not uh, too much, to be honest. Obviously, uh, I've had a, a few guys, I think, from uh, guys that I've played with in, in the past uh, hit me up, um, Robbo, Toves, um, just mm-hmm. to sort of pass on their sort of their good wishes, um, and I'll catch up with them after the game, which would be nice. Um, but, yeah, in terms of the current crop, you, you, we always try and keep it pretty low-key, Um so no, it's been from a from my own personal uh, sort of mindset. I've, I've definitely tried to make sure that I haven't uh, worried about it at all. It's um, I mean, I, to be honest, it's something that I'm I'm extremely proud about of being a WA guy. And um, you know, I, I look at the list. I think there's 11 guys for West Australians. So to, to go away with that, it's obviously something that um, I'd be lying and saying oh, I I didn't care about it. Um, there was a point there when I first started. I was like, look, if I can get 200 games, that's sort of a yeah, yeah, yeah a pretty big milestone for in my regards but I'm sure the boys will let me know on Saturday night hopefully get the win and then we can uh, we can enjoy a little bit more absolutely has it has it gone quick it seems to have gone quick from me for the outside seeing you go yeah. from a, a development player to to now having played 200 is it does it go quick when you're sort of in it every day or I mean what's the what's the feeling yeah, it's quite a bizarre. I mean, I've touched wood. Um, I haven't had many um, significant injuries except for one mm-hmm. season when I did both the curls. So um, those baby curls, I would have obviously been already done um, if, it, if it wasn't for that year. But it definitely has. I mean, you know, from from the from the get go, being a development player, you, you know, every single game was was a reward you know to, to suit up um, and then the following season we had a, a 11 man contract with uh, Luke Neville coming in late and so yep. um, there was a point there as well that was again you know a justification if you had a good week on the training track you were playing but it was myself and Jeremiah Truman have a bit of a rotation um, and as my role sort of grew in there I remember a few times you know we would have a loss and then JT obviously we had to get rotations in just to see if he could call for finals I remember being dropped one game and um, yeah, just being the most agitated I've ever been because I then was like, I'm a Perth Walker player. It's my sort of right to to get out on that court every single game, and you want to do it. And yeah, I, I guess from it's been a full circle. I mean, I you know for your, my role's grown each year significantly to a point. Um, whether that was then becoming a starter, then obviously now being a bench guy, um, and as well you know being a leadership capacity. So. Throughout the whole time, I sort of, as I got closer to that mark, it's lucky that we play so many playoff games because you get an extra five games every single year, <laughs> yep, so you can yep. sort of get that. Um, but as you sort of start getting that, I remember, you know, giving you know Shawnee, thinking he was at three fifty, and I was going, oh, what am where am I? Bouts am I? So, 
It is nuts. And then you see a guy like Vicona get, you know, Oscar Foreman getting 450 and you're mm-hmm. like, wow, those guys have played since they were 17 or 18 and they played, you know, at a high level for an amazing amount of years. So it is a bit surreal. Um, but I like to sort of say I'm, I'm, I'm still quite relatively young. So, um, yeah, no, it's nice um, to, to, I guess, eclipse that sort of thing because I remember thinking 50, oh, done. I'm, yeah, I've got 50 games on the books, then 100, and then now I guess it's sort of, yeah, I guess when you look at it, I look at a guy that I think maybe Jesse may celebrate last year and you go, he's definitely um, cemented, I guess, a legacy of the Wildcats as mm-hmm. someone that goes in there for a long time and obviously he's a, he's a superstar, but you go, you know, to, to be a part of a, a club for one, for, you know, nearing 10 years is, I guess, an accomplishment that, you know, once I get done, I'll be pretty chuffed to say to my kids, like, you know, play 10 years for the Wildcats, it's, it's pretty it's darn good. Absolutely. Now, has there been a little bit of generosity in the air? I mean, you guys train hard. You train yep. the way you play, scrimmages, no easy layups, all the rest of it. You rose for a dunk <laughs> at training this week, which is fair to say it's a rare event. Was there just a little bit of charity there or oh. were you just unstoppable in ripping to the, the rim at that stage? Talk oh, me through it. It's more than a rare event. It's Usually it's <laughs> impossible. Well, I didn't uh, want to say that. No, look, to be honest, it's funny. I mean, I'm coming off the back end of a road trip double, yep. um, my body, like I got in, a, in the weight room, maybe it helps that I'm playing 10 minutes at the moment, so I was fine. <laughs> if I was playing JP, Bryce Cotter minutes, yeah. I'd be struggling. But yeah. No, I got in and I was doing a little bit of uh, individuals and we do we're doing five and zero and I was joking around with Nelly the whole time because I felt like bloody good and so I was saying to, to Nelly I was like man I'm, I'm gonna throw one down today and he was jo- la- laughing and I was being joking and I was trying to get the energy for the group obviously sometimes a bit lackadaisical when you come back from a road trip mm-hmm. and um, you know so I was yeah throwing down some dunks that you know generally don't go even two handers quite easily. And then I was thinking, you know what, I'm actually, this could be the day. So we were doing a couple of drills that usually the offense has an advantage. Usually there's a rotation, so there's a four, four and three situation. You yep. can, you yep. know, if you're not um, watching, you get dunked on quite easily. Mm-hmm. Or offense, you can get a dunk. So I was trying, never had an opportunity. Um, and then it was there towards the end of training session. And I, and I'm happy to keep telling this story because it is, it is a highlight of mine. And, um, and I'll even tell my wife account of it. But yeah, so Dexter curls and I was like, nah, I'm, if there's a moment in my career that I'm, you know, in training, I'm going to have a chance to dunk it. That is it. Because generally, um, I need to, I exert so much energy trying to get rebounds, hustle points, that if there's ever a fast break opportunity, like I'm pretty gassed. So there's a high chance it's not going to happen. That was perfectly set up on a platter because I can come off the block, load up a little bit, get some power underneath me and throw it down. So it was a a great cut by Dex, uh, unselfish pass, and then I was like, no, I'm going for it. Now, to be honest, I flushed it quite easily, and I was surprised even with that. I was like, and the reaction of all the guys was like nuts. I mean, Damo was on the side, um, bonkers. Trev, watching video, he was (laughs) laughing. There's the actual video footage from what we record. Angus literally like looks the most stunned I've ever seen. He looks to the side like, did that really just happen? Yep. And so I was reserved. We were coming back. It was a scrimmage, so obviously we still, you know, and we always we, we train at a high intensity. So when I got to the other end, I was still, like, focusing. I was talking up on help rotation D, and I lost it. I was like a little schoolgirl. I was giddy. I was laughing. And I sort of – and the ball went out of bounds, and everyone sort of lost it too because they just saw my reaction because – 
It, it hasn't, and well, I'm not lying when um, I put it up last night on Twitter, but when I said that is my first dunk in game simulation, yeah. training, yeah. whatever, like I'll dunk at five and I dunk at warm ups, whatever. Now, I know it's not a game, and I, I've had so many me- more messages about the dunk and doing it in a game <laughs> because people are like, you can't do it, or it's just a myth. Yep. So now I think I've hurt myself because everyone's like, he has to dunk it in mm. a game. So You've proven that it's possible. Give me an opportunity. If I go on a girl cut, it's there. But I tell you what, I felt amazing Tuesday, and today I felt about 20% of that. <laughs> and I was like, and everyone's like, oh, you're going to do another one. I said, there's no chance. Oh, uh, I'm back to, to being a 30 or 200 gamer. So, yeah, yeah. But I, in that, it was hilarious. I told my wife as well, called her straight away as the first thing I did. So guess what happened today? She said, oh, I don't know, you, you know, try, uh, um, day off tomorrow, whatever. Yeah. I said, no, I dunked it. She and said, she, and no. she said, who is this? No, she said, no, you didn't. I said, no, I honestly <laughs> did. And she said, no, there's no way you dunked it. And I said, Go, there's footage. And yeah. she was like, wow. Because like, my, my own wife, and I love it at absolute death, but mm. when it's when I play a bad game, she lets me know. Like, And, it, and she'll say, did you... You know, what do you reckon? How do I reckon I went? Or, you know, do you reckon I should have shot that? No, nah, you're horrible. No, nah, bad game, whatever. So when she, like, people say he's dunking, she's like, no, he's not. He can't. So for her to actually now have a little belief in her husband is is, yep. is, is a pleasure. It's a big, I mean, big yeah, step forward in for the relationship. Sure. I think we're going on another level. <laughs> another kid. <laughs> Fantastic stuff. Now, before we get into the hoops from last weekend, I have to ask, we've got the cricket in town oh. this weekend, the Ashes yep. uh, third test in Perth. We saw, well, we have seen all summer long, uh, the international visitors in England just starting to struggle yep. a little bit on Australian shores. Some international visitors that are on your roster yep. in JP Tokido and Derek Cook Jr. just having a bit of a crack with uh, the cricket bat yep. on the beaches of uh, Wollongong, Illawarra. Yep. How did they go when you guys were on that road trip? Absolutely disgraceful. And there's a few things we try to implement. Like in, uh, lucky enough, obviously training at Western Force, uh, we'll try and throw the rugby ball. They'll kick the footy mm-hmm. around, and they're disgraceful mm-hmm. at that. They're, they're woeful. So we obviously had the opportunity to do that. DC tried a ball. He cannot. He couldn't fathom how to actually ball over arm. He just kept baseball pitching it. Yeah. Now he. Uh, if I record him for three minutes, I reckon we went, would have gone through two overs, and I'm saying lollipop balls. He could not hit the ball. I don't understand. The guy is Hercules. He's the world's biggest human being, and yep. he just could not connect with the ball. Um, absolutely bad. And then JP, he was not much better. I, we're lucky that I did cut off the footage. It would have been hilarious footage, but JP wound up, so him and Bryce were going. Bryce actually wasn't too bad because he's good at everything in life. Okay. So it's no <laughs> surprise he's good at cricket. Okay. JP went for it. He let go of the cricket bat oh, and it went straight at Bryce. Lucky enough, Bryce was quick. Um, otherwise, there was a chance his ankles would have been cut off or they would have hit him straight in the head. And so, and that was the end of cricket. We were like, all right, guys, that's enough. We've had enough, enough fun. Let's go for recovery in the ocean. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and obviously, those guys rarely get in as, in the thing. So let's just stay there. But yeah, I'm not sure. There was actually a bit of a debate because we were talking. We obviously have no chance against the Scorchers because, uh, and not and not degrading the women's, but we're watching the women's cricket in the morning, which we thought, wow, they are absolutely unbelievable. Mm-hmm. So if any Scorchers, uh, the Perth Scorchers uh, ladies team are, are listening, we actually want to go against them because we are scared of facing 150-kilometre fast bowlers. Fair enough. I think 100 to 110 is okay. Yep. 
But I wouldn't mind our team going against them. I think we'd absolutely get demolished. It will still get very, very <laughs> ugly, yes. But I'd just like to see if there's a sport that we could go, because, I mean, we enjoy, everyone does in, uh, playing some cricket. Yep. Um, but I'd just like to, to challenge ourselves to see where we're at. But I would I'd be like to be put in place, because there's a few young, naive guys actually think they could beat them, which I think yeah. not happening. So. Yeah. If uh, if your imports are struggling against the sort of tossed-up <laughs> lollipop balls, then they oh, might be bad. in a bit of trouble. Um, JP and Bryce obviously having very, very good weekends mm. away from the cricket pitch and on the basketball court. Uh, two great wins for you guys over Adelaide here at home and then... Uh, as we mentioned, you were in Illawarra. Got a good win there on Sunday. Bryce went nuts in that game. Yep. JP was terrific in the game before on the Friday yep. night. Um, we spoke last week about how Jesse Wagstaff caught fire yep. in the previous game against New Zealand. To have these different contributors uh, and to be able to beat teams in different ways, how important is that for you guys? Yeah, I mean, two completely different sort of games against uh, Adelaide real gritty win a very ugly you know they obviously mi- uh, mix up their defences and obviously had an unbelievable performance I think from Lucas Walker just mm-hmm. that helps when you miss a couple of shots under the hoop you can get your own rebound but no he Absolutely. was he was you know um, just his ferociousness of trying to get the ball offensive rebounds 12 I think that's that's incredible and for that that's real demoralising for an opposition team and just getting those extra possessions because our points per possession that we tra- we track um, was relatively low to what it usually is on on the season outlook but because we were able to garner so many extra possessions gave us an opportunity to win so real, really good performance there um, and obviously uh, Illawarra Bryce was sensational and, and DC was was really good too and um, you know I think they shot over 60% from the field so we're finding ways to win um, which is really good defensively and, and obviously still have offensive and, and it's crazy to think Bryce had 36 I actually I, I was uh, in the presser and I was looking at the stat sheet and I didn't realise he had 36 because I was like he had a great game no doubt about that but mm-hmm. I was like that was a funny quiet 36 being yeah. there I was like oh yeah he would have had 25 whatever and I was trying yep. to look at performances and because there was a patch in the fourth quarter I think he missed maybe four threes I think he missed a three we got no board he th- missed another three and, it was, and he missed a third so I was like oh I didn't really shoot that well so we would have you know he could have had a lot more points there's me being stupid. I look and he's got seven <laughs> from twelve and thirty six points. And yeah. you just look at that and and um, yeah, really big and obviously massive plays towards the back end of a game. And obviously, I think the evolution of DC once again really being good. So mm-hmm. yeah, no, I think you, you nail it on the head. Um, and that's what needs to be done with wins. You know, Bryce is going to go nuts. Um, JP is going to go. Nuts. There's going to be moments in games where you're going to get consistent efforts. That's why they. You, I guess your superstars, we obviously don't say there's the superstar, but that's what they are for. But if you can get a guy like a Jesse Wagstaff, now Clint, now DC, Jared, even myself, and all these guys, the bench guys, if they can have an impact game, it's been shown in the past that in the grand final series or playoff series, that is um, instrumental in getting a win because mm-hmm. you know what you're going to get from your guys, but if you can get a role player to step up and just go a little bit more above their standards, it really is huge and, and, and definitely will help. Yeah, I feel like Bryce is really smart in picking his moments. Um, he cops a, a bit of criticism sometimes unjustly because of the ridiculously yep. high standard that he set for himself. Yeah, so when he has a, a nine or ten point game, people are like, oh, Bryce is really quiet. But I think he realises the importance of other guys firing, making sure that team chemistry is there. 
Um, he he could take over a game yeah. just about every night if he needed to, but he knows that that's not going to be great for the I team. can't state enough how selfless he is as a guy and mm. um, and the way he plays. Because there is times, like there is moments in the top of the key he's crossing. I'm like, just shoot it. Like, why not? But he will make the, the extra, an extra dribble and then throw it to a better better option. You know, get it Jesse open or a waxy, you know, whatever it may be. Yeah. And sometimes when we watch tape, you'll go and he'll be open for a second and then we'll stop and Bryce knows, I mean, he watches the game a lot and he'll go, they'll say, that's an open shot, why didn't you take it? And then in the next uh, frame, there's a guy helping and he goes, I'll make that play every single time because I don't mind getting the next guy open. And that's pretty special from a guy like that because he can get looks. Um, now, the thing is, is for us, you know, he... He is selfless, but we can also do a bad job sometimes, say in Adelaide, when they're just being... You know, it's the sort of same tactics when we had Kevin Lish years ago when I first started. Mm-hmm. Defences, because they're so talented, they just start hanging on them and being real physical and out-muscling. And for us, for our job is to is to get those guys open and get them some clean looks because I don't care how talented you are. If you, if you shoot contested shots all the time, even Michael Jordan was shooting 50% contested from you know inside too. So... Yeah, you've got to get some those guys clean looks, and then that's when they start getting a little bit edgy and they start getting their eye in. But, you know, he is selfless, and, it, and it's incredible um, the attention he, he gets and what he's doing for, for players. I mean, he could go scoreless, but I reckon you'd get a few guys going 20 points because of just that attention mm-hmm. that he receives. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you had a chat with Shane Heal on Twitter, <laughs> thanking him for working Bryce. Uh, now, Bryce is already informed because he hit <laughs> yep. 105 from 110. Yep. At practice, but did he have one of those shooting contests? They had a segment, so I'm not sure if it was shown. I thought it would, they would have shown it there, but Bryce obviously just walked out of the change rooms yep. and he was just doing his own thing. And uh, and Hammer was wanted to set the challenge, um, okay. and he went three from three. So and Bri- Hammer did. Hammer did, and, okay. and Bryce missed his first one, and so. There was a little bit of smack talking okay. uh, going on there. So um, I, obviously, I don't think Bryce really cares about that. Uh, homicide obviously never influenced him, and he still had great games. Yes. And I think Hammer, but um, hey, if he wants to come up every single game and whatever shooter he goes <laughs> with, I mean, I'm glad he doesn't choose me because I reckon I could be the first participant to go zero from three. So um, it's good he selects those shooters that are definitely going to hit his shot. So, um, but now nah, it's good, and then I think he gave him a little bit of. Yeah, some 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 crap, but um, yeah, Bryce responded in the perfect way. He didn't certainly he? did. Um, there was a moment that caught my eye in that Illawarra game where uh, the refs asked the Perth bench to sit down. <laughs> um, were you on the bench at the time? I that think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Has that ever happened to you guys before? Is that an actual requirement that you listen to the refs on that? Because one of the great things about watching basketball is being able to see the reaction of those bench mm, guys, sure. the energy, the yeah. celebrations. Yeah. What, I'm not really sure why you'd want to take away from that. Yeah, it's it's a common occurrence, to be honest, more so than obviously being on the road. Mm. One, I can understand it. it's a spectator sport. So if you're consistently getting up, the guys behind you, you know, they obviously get a little bit... Uh, yeah, but the, and, but, but the yeah, refs no. don't need to be worried about spectators' I, I viewpoints agree. of the I game. I agree. And to, to be honest, I mean, there's been some times, you know, and like... I don't think it's having an effect on the game. It, I don't think it's it's yeah. not uh, putting a decision into in question whether the the bench is up. And there's been a couple of times, even like I've gotten up, and obviously I'm you know I'm, I'm seeing stuff in the game, so I get up, you know, at at a, at a time, and um, you know I say, oh, Damo, like, hey, the wings are denied or whatever, let's run this, or hey, transition points are lacking, let's go up there. And as I get up, like the ref th- is thinking, I'm either cheering on a teammate and they'll tell me to sit down. I'm like, no, I'm going to be, that. that's part of 
basketball. Um, and to be honest, I don't. Re- I think it's a waste of energy to worry about that. Focus yeah. on that sort of stuff. So it's a bit, a bit silly from my end. I don't know wh- whether it is. And what I see even in some of the other times, like I'll look at Perforina and I'll see the bench guard. I, mean, I can understand if you're abusive and and demeaning to the yeah, to the rest. Different, correct. Of course, yeah. But um, you know, on the road. Um, it's, it's you against the world. Correct. And, you know, we, yes, we get a lot of fan support from Walkers, but, but when you're on the court, you're not really hearing that. You're only hearing your teammates. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing better, a better feeling than when you go in a, a capacity environment, a capacity crowd in a hostile environment, sorry, and, you know, it's you just start there. getting yep. a bit of a run and it's deafening quiet and all we can hear is your teammates going bonkers because that gives you a G up and um, and that's what's that brotherhood that's that same. those moments build a team um, and if I if there was a momentous time during a game and I didn't hear that or one of my teammates didn't get up to give them I'd be giving them heaps because that's one of our core values is, mm. to, is to celebrate success because it doesn't always happen so now you've got to do it and, and um, yeah I'm with you I, I don't think it's a bit of a silly thing yeah the refs have got so much to worry about during a game I wouldn't have thought they'd be worried about whether the bench is uh, sitting or standing or doing anything uh, different um, this weekend, a nice Saturday afternoon home game yep. against Brisbane. They nearly got you a few weeks ago yep. on the road. You guys sort of pulled through down the stretch. Um, they're starting to find a little bit of form after a quiet sure. start to the season. And one of your old teammates, Tom Jervis, is putting up Playing really real well. quietly yep. efficient numbers um, and linking up really well with Travis Trice. What have you made of the Bullets? Yeah, I think I think the inclusion of um, Adam Gibson in the starting lineup has mm. been huge. I yeah. think um, just that leadership, uh, his tenacity um, on, on defensive end, but just that leadership on the offensive end, getting in sets. I think with Holt, Trice and Buford, that three imports, you just sort of need a facilitator in there right now and, and Gib- Gibbo is the perfect complement to that. He's, he's still a proven scorer, um, yeah. so you can't you know rest on him. But, you know, he's allowing, you know, he's recognising that and just being that point guard and that's what I think they need and um, yeah look Tommy's been doing something that he's been doing for his whole career when he was with the Walkers he was the most efficient guy he just knows he pick his spots mm. get, you know grab a couple of loose rebounds finish there finish off obviously with Trice and he just does everything what's in his uh, his ability he doesn't try and do anything more he doesn't go on the post and you know go down, post up people, reverse, whatever he does. He just stays in his sort of uh, what what's perfect to him. So he's being a really good piece for them. So, yeah, they, they've got a lot of confidence. I mean, they've obviously played New Zealand, I think, three times in the last however many weeks and played and play them quite well. Yeah, so yeah. they're obviously going to play with a lot of confidence there. And, um, you know, we yeah, we obviously had a, a very tough win um, a couple of weeks ago. But, um, yeah, look, a whole week on the training track, we, I think our energy levels will be quite high. So for us, um, you know, if we're not up and about, it'll be quite disappointing. Yeah. Uh, a few of the fan questions before we start to wrap things up. Uh, this one from Rebecca ahead of your 200th game wants to know your most embarrassing moment on the court in your 199 games to date. Oh, yeah, I reckon I reckon my most embarrassing moment would have come against uh, Illawarra. Um I think, yeah, it was a final series a couple of years ago. We always play your Illawarra in the playoffs. Yeah, yeah. But I think, yeah, I was chasing a, an O-board. It would have been like a transition play. Yeah. Ball was going and uh, myself and Reese Martin. And I was, trying to, I was trying to be smart and tap it over him and then go get it again, thinking like oh, I was an athlete and, and you know, whatever. a few centimetres on him, yeah. Well, I tapped it, but it basically tapped it just to him. <laughs> um, or I tapped it to his teammate. And as I tried to go get it, he just stopped. And so I just basically like landed on him. Um, no 
call was made. Oh, mate, it would have been a foul. It should have been a foul. Um, and I landed straight on my my bottom, <laughs> my backside. But yeah, it was is definitely not. I thought smart. Yeah, tap it, go back, and it will get a, a nice little sort of yeah. transition play. But yeah, just landed right there. Okay. Horrible. One of those plays that looks better in your head. <laughs> oh, than mate, exactly. Every second before yeah. and then doesn't quite it's, work. As soon as that was like that is the worst thing, and I'm yeah. gonna get a baking yeah. from Trev. Yeah, that sounds like my entire social basketball <laughs> experience to this point. Um, Nick Tam wants to know if the players had their own entrance music mm. what songs would they pick now we probably can't go through every player oh, but yeah. what would you try and work something in with with higher till I reach the higher ground your yeah, life I keeps lifting me higher you've got jet- yeah see I think you'd go there but I'd be like sort of a wrestling fan like okay. Undertaker yep. actually I'm a massive D-Generation X from back in the day something like that because it's a okay. bit different yep. um, you know Jesse would be Jesse's girl like it'd have to be yeah okay um, yeah, absolutely Damo just with that link with the Wiggles I think that that's right there <laughs> Um, Damo's cousin is cousin is one of the wheels. Yes, yes, yep, the, uh, blue, the blue one. Yep, yep. Um, and then I think you'd, you'd get a guy like Bryce, like Game of Thrones uh, entrance okay. music, music yep. just something intimidating. Mm. You know, just going on that regard. So, um, Jared Kenny. Yeah. Oh, I think it'd just be natural for the hucker, like he'd do it himself. <laughs> no, no, just in his own support. Um, Going for that. He, he loves 660, this band, which is uh, actually not too bad, but he would be all about that. Well, Lucas Walker, The Weekend, he's a massive weekend okay. fan, so he'd be... I that mean, sounds about right. Yep. Um, and then I reckon you'd go DC, some of this junk that they listen to, um, rap music that you don't even understand a that word That the kids to. are listening to these days. Just so now Eric, you're starting yeah. to sound like a veteran <laughs> well, player. I mean, look, I'm all about... I mean, I'm an old school hip-hop guy. Like, I, you know, I like my Tupac, my Taurus, yep. B.I.G., yep. Jay-Z, yep. Shadow, yep. Eminem, but... You know, some of these guys, I mean, if that's rap, if that's classified as music, then I can, you know, um, make music too. I mean, our former teammate, Jermaine Dollar Bill, made yeah. a song. It's on Spotify if you haven't <laughs> had a chance. And that's what I, I'm talking about. Now, people can tell me that is music, then I'm done playing basketball as well. <laughs> I'll move into that stream. <laughs> and and Dollar would have made that his entrance music oh, if he exactly. was still of playing course. for you guys. Um, and this one from Glenn McDonald on Twitter. How pleased was DC after the recent big win uh, and his big game? Also, Greg, you rock, man. Love watching your tenacity. I thought I'd throw that in. That's from Glenn. Um, before you answer that, DC, I mean, well, you've got to give credit where it's due. He copped a little bit of criticism yep. early in the season, didn't play in the preseason, took a long time to find his feet. The past four road games that you guys have won, he's averaged 11.5 points per game, seven and a bit rebounds per game, uh, in a tick under half a game. Yeah. He has been terrific in yep. those road wins. What What is this doing for his confidence? Yeah, I think he doesn't speak about it. And I think that's the group we've always had that confidence to him. I mean, we talked about it how many weeks ago when Jamil McKay was you know, sending yep. me messages. But And he never his demeanor never changed, and, and you have utmost respect for that professionalism. One thing I think has been huge, on the road when sometimes guys lack a little bit of energy, he's come in and been a bundle mm. of that. And that's exactly what the team needs come in because he's just purely been successful from outworking, out-hustling, out-toughing people. And that's just massive from from his aspect. And what I really loved about his performance was Friday night I thought he had a bit of a stinker, to be honest. I mean, um, in, in that regard, because what I was saying is because he's played so well, I want him to be a little bit selfish. Like when he gets the ball in the keyway, I want him to to you know go up, be strong, you know, chase down mm-hmm. the loose rebounds, and all that. And I thought even one time he passed me the ball in the corner, I was like, mate, go up with it in, the, yeah. in that. And I was yeah, pretty, yeah. I was harping on him, and and I, I I think I'd be the most hardest on him because I just see how valuable he is, especially with that second unit because he can be so special defensively, that athletic ability he has. Um, 
And for him to respond um, in the manner he did when against Illawarra, huge game, you know, um, you know to, to get a win on the road from that. And he, I think he was 100% from the field. And he was all over the place. Key rebounds, um, critical moments. Um, and he just got some massive hustle plays, which on the road can really swing a game. Mm. And so, yeah, I think it, for him, he's got to be pleased. He's got to be confident. And I think now it's just replicating and have that belief because, you know, there is 10, well, our whole team has the belief that he is um, a special sort of player and, and, he'll, and he'll continue showing that. And I love that tandem that him, mm. and, him and Gus are sharing. Yeah, you can often see um, import players play really well at home, yep. not so much yes, on the road. He seems to be sure. going the opposite way. Um, incidentally, you guys are 5-0 and oh since that Jamil McKay bring me home tweet. So. <laughs> I think we went two and there was, or I was already getting, like it was uh, bad signs for the Wildcats were on the wrong road and now we're winning on the road. So yeah. all yeah. good and it's funny how that happens. Yeah, it changes very quickly. Um, crystal ball time before mm. we get out of here. Mine is... Again, mine is probably more in hope rather than a genuine uh, prediction. I'm hoping that by this stage, we're just about to tick over to the halfway point of the season. I'm hoping that commentary teams everywhere can learn how to pronounce J.P. Tokoto's (laughs) name, uh, considering he's one of the MVP favourites, if not the MVP favourite right now. There's been a lot of Tokotos around. Um, I'd just love to see his name get pronounced correctly given that he's not a guy who's only playing three or four minutes off the bench. He's a star in this league, uh, and he may well, as I say, be accepting an MVP trophy on the awards night. So I'd love to see that name get pronounced correctly. Yes, no, I couldn't agree more. And, um, crystal ball for this week. I don't think I don't think Gus had the blinder that he that I had not expected, quite, not but quite. he was solid. Um, but this week, I'm going to go, and it's going to be something out there, but I reckon... You're going to come around this Christmas point, so I reckon there's going to be a change in the NBL, whether it's an import or a coaching uh, okay. decision somewhere along the lines. Um, okay, yeah, last time you predicted this, it happened yep. literally the day after, so but, you were aware yeah. of the power that you're wielding here. Yeah, and it's not a good power to have. I don't, I don't wish people to lose their jobs, um, but I just feel like there's a yeah, there's just something creeping. It's coming to that Christmas point. There's a couple of teams mm. on the edge, so I'll, I'll go there. I'll throw, I'll throw it out there and, and let it be. Okay, watch <laughs> this space. Uh, that's all the time we have. Greg, best of luck against Brisbane, and thanks again for your company. Appreciate it, my man. And to our listeners, stay tuned to Perth Now in the West for all your sport news. We'll catch you next time. The Dribble Podcast is brought to you by Perth Now, your home of sporting action from home and abroad.